Hello, welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I'm your host, Miriam, and I'm here with Shawnee. How are you? I'm great, and I'm always happy to be back. How are you? Good, and we're back with uh, two episodes of A Different World, uh, which is episode 23 and 24 of season three, The Getaway. Uh, this was a two-parter episode, so I thought it's just better to just do it together um, instead of waiting for the next episode to talk about it. And, Agreed. And this uh, was written by Cheryl Gard, directed by Debbie Allen. This aired on April 19 and 26, uh, 1990. And the gang, they're on spring break and begin uh, battling with getting the wrong luggage in the rental car that they got. And it, you know, further complicates by the fact that these are drug dealers who are trying to get this bag. Uh, so we start off, it is spring break. Uh, the crew is going to South Carolina, except for Whitley and Jaleesa and Walter. Um, and uh, they, the guys are talking about, like, oh, when they go to South Carolina, which apparently the place that they're going to is an island. I didn't know there's islands in South Carolina. The, the guys are talking about, you know, hooking up with the island girls, but then they'll have, they have their plan Bs if that doesn't work. Um, and same with Kim. She says that she also has a plan B, but then re- uh, redacts that and says, no, I, I can't be with Ron Johnson, um, which is weird because later on, she ends up with him. Right. I'm like, ah, you said back then, but look at you now. You know, Freddie uh, will still be hanging out with Ernest because, you know, they're currently dating. Uh, <laughs> Whitley mentions about the private condo. Uh, Freddie wants uh, Jaleesa's Lenny Kravis tape, which is weird because we know that in the first season of A Different World, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Lisa Bonet was our main actress and she... Uh, Mary Lenny Kravitz. So it's like a really weird, like, mix together. And Hannah Beth with them. Yes. I wonder if they really did that on purpose. Like, if they really said, yeah, let's talk about... You know what I mean? Yeah. Julian uh, comes in and says that they have to postpone their trip uh, because he has to go to D.C. To, for a second job interview for the Pan-African uh, job. And, uh-huh. you know, there's only one spring break, but he's deciding to go to D.C. for his interview you know because work is more important than their relationship and you know Willie was like you know it's okay I'm gonna go to South Carolina with my girls uh but you can tell deep down inside she's like no I'm mad okay she was like because uh, well, I mean at first um like you can see it where she's trying to be cool and then it, it goes from trying to be cool to like making it very clear that she's not cool, but still trying to remain cool at the same time. And think of it from my position, but also it seems like there were, there was not any, well, no, I was about to say, it seems like there's not any communication um, regarding this trip, but this interview had just come up. So it sounded like they already had a plan in place and then, you know, things were thrown off. But what was not in place was a plan B. There was no what if something happened. It's a loss (laughs) that has to be taken. I forgot, did he mention to her to like for her to come with him to DC? Or he never even mentioned her joining? 
No, he he didn't mention her going with him. See, like at least like you could have said, "Well, we could have our own spring break in DC." Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he definitely could have turned that around. Like, we could we could go to the Smithsonian, we could go here, we could go there. Now, of course, Whitley is the type of person who's been everywhere. But like, what's the problem with going back again? Like, you went with your mama. You didn't go with your boyfriend. You didn't go on a romantic, uh, what liaison? Like, you didn't. You could have had a different experience. But he also should have offered that. He should have at least said, because he made it seem like the trip was just completely off. Yeah. Just because of this interview when it's like, hey, babe, maybe we we have to leave. It could either be we got to go to D.C. and then go. Or, hey, I got an interview in D.C. and in order for us to do the trip, you go ahead. I don't know. Like, something could have been put in place and it wasn't. Yeah, Whitley wasn't wrong. Not for how she, and now, did she have to be dramatic about it? No. But at the same time, if I was thinking as a woman, but thinking as somebody who's trying to be sane here, she didn't have to do all that. But she's also, she can't be faulted. She's not wrong. The guys are still waiting for the girls uh, because Ernest told them 10 a.m. But, you know, Dwayne and Ron were like, you should have said 9 a.m. because it will take some time for them to come down. And I'm like, this is so true. But you know what's crazy? I'm the type of person that I'll be there when you tell me what time. I will be there. I'm the, like, the one girl that doesn't, like, that actually follows the rule. The rest of the girls I know, they don't do that. I'm in between. I will at least work hard. If I don't make it or if I don't, you know, um, if you tell me be ready at 9, um... If I'm not ready at nine, then I'll be ready at like nine, ten, nine, fifteen ish. Um, but there are also times where, like, you know, you tell me nine o'clock, I'll be I'll be ready by eight thirty, like that. Um. Now, how to to differentiate that? I figured out a system as it gets, but. <laughs> Um, but I, I did feel low-key attacked when her was like, you got to tell women this. Don't do that because men are also the same. Men think that, that we just spend most of our time up in the mirror doing our makeup. First of all, if we are, it's because makeup takes an hour at minimum. Uh, Walter uh, comes and gives the guys a map uh, so that they can figure out their way to get to where they're going to this island. Um, and they're like, no, we don't need a, a map. We, we could figure it out just based on looking at the signs. And then Walter was like, uh, is there a number that I call, can call you at? And they're like, nope, there's no phone at the beach house. And I'm like, I would be scared if there was no phone. Because how do I contact the outside world? Like, like what? Because this is clearly not a topic of cell phone to be talking about. I'm going to watch the signs and just keep going. None of you people are from where you're going. Wait, did they have the 25-year-old rule back then for rental cars? I just realized since they're all... They all are under 25. So Walter mentions that, uh, good, you guys don't need to call me when you're in trouble. But anyway, you know, later on Walter comes to the rescue. Uh, And then we find out Whitley is going to join the gang to go to South Carolina. And Dwayne's like, what a shame, you know? 
and obviously making it very obvious. And Walsh mentions that he's making it very obvious. And then mm-hmm. we went to we. They've gone to South Carolina. Uh, you know, sang the whole way there. And you know, Whitley's complaining about the humidity. Uh, and Ron wants to go to the beach. Uh, and uh, everybody else goes in the house. But this damn bag that no one knows who it belongs to is just being tossed around, which is crazy because, like, I'm like, okay, if no one's claiming it, I would check what's in the bag. But no one wants to check to figure out whose bag it is. Y'all are grown ass smart. Like, why did nobody just think, oh, let me look? Did you find out about the 25 year old rule? Okay, so I'm looking here and it's saying that for the US, uh, in most states, the age to rent a car is 21. Okay. Um, this is like New York and Michigan. You can rent a car 18 or older, but uh, a daily surcharge will apply to a driver that is under 20. So uh, okay. it could have it been something like that. So now everyone's in the house and, you know, Ron's back with no girl. Uh, and so, you know, and trips over this damn bag and decides to go to plan B, which is Kim. And he tries to impress her with knowing all the information about the songs that they mention. And, uh, then all of a sudden the group starts seeing you can't hurry love by the Supremes. Uh, mm-hmm. and they just go full on. And, you know, Whitley was Diana, obviously, you know, <laughs> the drama. Oh my god, top tier. So while this is happening, these two guys are going through this rental car looking for this missing bag. And they find out Dwayne's last, uh, not last name, middle name, uh, Dwayne Clo, what is it, Clovis? Oh my god. Cleopas. This is Wayne. And they're already like saying, oh my god, that's a horrible thing. And I'm like, is that is that really the most important thing you need to focus on right now? I thought you were trying to get a bag, first of all. There's so many, so many things wrong with oh. this part of the city. <laughs> yeah, and then I was gonna say one thing too. So then they walk away, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna look. We're gonna find Dwayne." And I'm like, "I'm like, but why are you walking away? Why did you knock the door?" I'm so confused. They were stressing me out this this whole little section because first of all, why are you not so aware of your surroundings? Yeah, we singing this music, but I know that between the Dwayne, Willie, Kim, it's like six of them. Okay, six of them. Between the six of them, you mean to tell nobody's eyes was outside? Just at least kind of randomly, not not, even if you weren't intentionally looking outside. You mean to tell me that your eyes didn't glance outside? You have windows. Yeah, they're very big. What? Picking in the car. Why is the door unlocked? Like, why is there easy access to your car? It does not make sense to me. Say for, for these two guys who are rummaging through the van, why are you so obvious? Because I know you I know you got to look through that car and you saw those lights on. Not only did you see the lights on, you saw people in that in that living room. How did that not deter you? How are you so comfortable? Like, I, I just, 
I don't know, man. I just feel like criminals even be afraid. But you have to be smart. Because I could have instantly called the people on you. This whole operation would have been a wrap. And then, as you said, the house is right there. You stop the door. Why do you guys have to walk away? We were in the family. You could have come up with a lie. Just to come back and say, hey, I'm looking for a bag. You've seen it. We, we've asked people along the island. I'm looking for a bag, making sure it wasn't delivered to the wrong thing. But no, you you just leave the... You do, I think... Was the door left open? I feel like the door was left open. You leave it open. You, you leave who you find or the evidence of who you think is the culprit. And then you walk away. And then you just keep coming back. Yeah, it's just weird. I know that in reality, if they had knocked the door and then they were like, oh, we're missing a bag that was in this car. And then they were like, oh, yeah, it's right here. And then they go, that's the end of the episode. So I understand why they continued on. But this, in real life, would not, no, this would not happen. Ernest is drunk. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to get Freddie a drink. But she was like, no, no, no. We've been through this before. I am not getting drunk. I can't even watch Cheers. Uh, and uh, he ends up uh, throwing up. Uh, and the gang were like, okay. They all look at Kim saying like, oh, you should go help him. And Kim was like, no, it's it's Fre- Freddie's man. Like, Freddie should take care. And then Freddie was like, no, you're the, the medical student. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm pre-med. I'm going to bed. And he's either going to wake up from over or just wake up really tired. Like, it, it, this is something you have to let drunkenness take its course. This is nothing that can be medically, well, not handled. It can't be medically stopped. And even then. Kim is not licensed to do anything. So if you were to get down to the wire, y'all are going to go to the ER. Because this is somebody who's not even a student in medical school. This is somebody with a vision. I guess on one hand, you're not, quote unquote, supposed to know how to handle somebody who's drunk or how to handle drunkenness, but uh, so she, Kim leaves and Freddie deals with uh, Ernest and, uh, you know, Dwayne has to get rid of Ron. And so finally Dwayne and Whitley are, to go, uh, are together and, you know, they talk about, you know, uh, like, you know, she thinks friends are, you know, just as important as lovers. And also Dwayne starts to get close to her. And then all of a sudden Freddie ruins the moment and says, uh, I need you guys to move because you're. You're in the way by bed, and I'm tired. <laughs> Friendship on a whole, very much important. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care what you say. I put, I put that out there. There are a lot of people who like, I don't need friends. I got myself. And that's cool, boss. Got it. But I also hate it for you um, to, to not want to experience friendship, um, to not want to have a friendship that you can hold to such a high standard all of my all of my friends and especially my best friends i put them very high on the scale few of these friends we don't talk every day but one call that's home literally um 
My friend got married last November. She got married the day before my birthday. I could have been anywhere last year. But instead, I was her maid of honor. And I wear it proudly. I forever into eternity will forever be glad that I spent my 30th birthday. Spent my 30th birthday weekend kicking it off with my best friend celebrating her love. A close relationship that is not romantic, but um serves all parties involved. And has longevity, has strength, has worth, has depth. Um, you know, like so many adversaries that can be you. I feel that it is such a top tier experience to be able to have an honest and true and real friendship. And if you don't have a friend, if you don't have a best friend, I advise you to get you one. Well, we end this clip with the two guys looking through the window, which was stupid. Um, Weird. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. And it's the next morning, and Ron uh, trips over this damn bag again. And so finally, Dwayne looks into it because he thinks it's Whitley's uh, and realizes there's so much money in there and there is drugs and they were like, oh, we, so then they, they moved to the other side of the room. And Ron, why did you try this? I don't understand. And Dwayne, I love Dwayne getting mad and be like, this is a drug. You've never done it before. Why are you trying it? Putting your mouth in this nasty then what? Is, is that how you determine if it's a drug or not? If it's like good versus if it's nasty? Like, what? I know. No more TV for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what literally what he says to him. And so Dwayne is like, hey, we got to take this bag to the police station. And so then they're looking for the van keys, and van keys are missing. Apparently, Freddie hid them last night because Ernest was trying to leave, I guess, or drive the car. Uh, so they were like, hey, we're going to the police station without the van. So they run. And so we uh, fast forward to later on and Freddie and Kim are playing volleyball with the guys. Uh, I forgot what their name is. Paul. Is it Paul? And um, yeah, I I Eric. The guys. Huh? Paul and Eric. Eric. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're playing with the volleyball with them and um, they get to know the Paul and Eric. And they say that they are sales reps for a pharmaceutical company. And they occasionally get all the way down to South America. Huh. When someone says South, especially when they say South America, you gotta, like, question that part. It's like you said, they set up the entire situation. And what sales reps do you know are leaving to go to the country where the stuff is big. South America, the drug land of the world? Are you serious? How could you not hear South America pharmaceutical reps? How do you not think cocaine? Girl, are you crazy? 
Yeah, and this is the, the height of this is during the height of Pablo Escobar. Like what? Like it's just like. Creepy. Like yeah, y'all coming. This is 1990, so you are literally. We're still dealing with, um, still dealing with Reagan putting this putting crack on the streets. Like you, you cannot be that dense as an adult. Like because that was such a prominent time. Being an adult and being in college, you are watching when this unfolds. There's no way that you don't know any. You you couldn't have been thinking that these men would push across the road. Yeah. So they're and you know later on Kim mentions like, oh my god, it's amazing. They they're they're in the medical profession. Oh my god, I'm trying. To they're in the medical profession, uh, and so she's happy about that. <laughs> like, so she thinks these people are pharmacists. That's what she really thinks they are. And I'm like, no. <laughs> has never been so stupid in her life uh we're now inside and you know freddie mentions that you know she has to get the van keys for her men friends because they're not her man like a uh, boyfriend they're more they're just man friends um she had to make it that very clear um yeah so she's looking for van well, keys my, because my man my man is in the bathroom girl stop it <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, so she's looking for the van keys because they need the the keys to go take the van to take this bag to return it to the I think you said to, re to return it to the owner but to return it to the police basically and uh, she finds the keys and but the thing is Paul I think he ends up taking them and putting it in his pants and uh, yeah. And then they, he also mentions that they're he, they're offering to take the bag to the police for them, and uh, even though now that they found the keys, he'll they'll still do it for them. And then they were like, "Oh, and then they invite the guys for lunch." And then they're like, "Oh, can we go upstairs to shower up?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And you know, obviously they go crazy over them, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" First of all, these are strangers. And one of us got to shower. First of all, one of us got to go up, shower, and change, and then we're switching. It's bad enough that you invited these strangers into the place that you're occupying because essentially you too are a stranger. And you invite these people in, offering to cook for them. Y'all end up playing volleyball with these people. You end up sticking around long enough to play volleyball with these people. Oh, yeah. And I, and I do not imagine that y'all be giving up the identity. Actually, you know what? No. You're really on you're really you're really on the side of the guys on this whole thing. Y'all, the guys, they rummage the thing, all of that. But then they came back the next day. I want to know how they how we get to y'all playing volleyball with strangers. And this is prior to letting them in the house. I'm I'm appalled that, that we got to the point of not only coming in the house. But then you offering them food, and then you get to the point of leaving them by themselves while you go get dressed. How did we get here? Because with these intelligent young women, I do not believe that y'all just went outside and thought that y'all picked up me. They their brains were on autopilot. Yeah, they're all about the man. I'm not happy. Dwayne and Ron, they they come back, but now with a lady on Ron's arm, basically. And Dwayne is still has the bag, and they miss the ferry because Ron wouldn't jump. <laughs> Sounded like a big jump, though. So I might be on Ron's side on this. 
I'm about to say, if it was me, yeah, baby, you. Dwayne decides to take the bag upstairs. And all of a sudden, he looks in the room and he sees a bunch of guys just going through their stuff. And like, and he hears his name and he's like, oh no, I, I gotta go. And so he books it back downstairs. And uh, we meet, uh, while this is happening, we meet Mindy. Ron asks, like, oh, can we invite Mindy over for lunch? And Kim was like, yeah, you know, she could stay for dinner. Heck, she could stay all week. <laughs> because it's Ron. Uh, Dwayne tells Ron about the guys going through their stuff. And then Freddie was like, oh, no, they're, they're just trying to probably find a towel. And I'm like, what? And, uh, and then she also mentions that they're offering to take the bag. And all of a sudden, Dwayne and Ron were like, oh. And then they book it out and leave. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So and then I love how the girl, Mindy, was like, Ron invites me here and then leaves me uh, dusty and rusty on the show. Just like, what? It's not right. Yes. I, did, I do not blame her. Like, he, he was doing so much. The term is thirsty. So thirsty over this girl. Yeah, even when she, he and was dressed like a girl, too. He, he was like, stay here. He's just a sucker for anything with a pulse. And while I know that and understand that, it's just funny. So Freddie mentions to the guys, because they came back down, that, you know, great news. You don't need to take the bag to the police station. Ron and, uh, and Dwayne have just left with it. And the guys run. And basically, all the food that Kim had in her hand fell to the ground. And then there's that to be continued, which continues on to the next episode. Uh, and, you know, at this point, all the ladies are sitting down and they're like, I can't believe they walked out without saying a word. Uh, you know, they, they just they're just mad about it. They're like, why would they do that? And like we told them uh, and I, I like how Kim was like, we told them to come to lunch, not get us to the church on time like what girl I just, okay so that term is get me to the church on time is a song actually. oh okay and uh it's a song about uh, people getting married okay like the song the the opening lyrics of the song i'm getting married in the morning oh, okay so she was saying like we didn't ask them to like have a relationship right. and I, then get married i said have lunch i ain't say be my man Basically, what what that was, but at the same time, yeah, y'all invited strangers into the home, so now now everybody got a stranger. Yeah, you Kim got a stranger, Freddie got a stranger, Ron. now Ron has a stranger, and y'all just having these people all up and through the house doing whatever, and and then there's there's still this mystery of the bag. Ain't, ain't nobody questioned this. That's another thing. Y'all see that there's this thing going on with the bag. Ain't nobody said Jack. Y'all just, oh yeah, buy the ticket. Oh, the guy's take it. Oh, you know what? You don't have to worry about it. It's going on just look like. Oh, this is this is really getting on my nerves. So yeah, they were you know upset, and Mindy was saying, yeah, you know, with men, you can't live without them, uh, and. That's just how it is. And Willie was like, uh, I can. And they mentioned that Willie's mad about Julian. And, you know, Willie was like, we don't, we don't need man to have a good time. There is a, you know, a whole, whole ocean out there. And then the, the rest of the girls were like, they grab a brownie and start eating it. Uh, and, and then that's when uh, I think Willie was like, you guys, something to do with J Jenny Craig. I, I forgot, is Jenny Craig like a weight loss thing or something? Yeah, yeah okay. Jenny Craig was the Weight Watcher. It was hilarious when Whitley said it. 
the way that she said it, but at the same time, it's like all three of y'all are small. Shut up. I know. Willie wasn't wrong. It was a whole ocean. Y'all, y'all got it to at your fingertips. Why y'all worried about these men? Uh, Dwayne and Ron come back uh, because they couldn't get off the island. And, you know, at least Dwayne knows where the guys are, so they're all good. Um, and then all of a sudden, the, they see someone come at the door, and they all freak out because they think it's the guys. But no, it's Julian. Uh, he arrived on the island because uh, he didn't wait three days for the interview. He took a midnight train to D.C., no sleep, camped outside the Pan-African office, demanded an interview, got the job, took another train, two buses, and a horse trailer just to get there on a boat so he can see Whitley. My whole thing was, you couldn't just fly? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I guess it was last minute, so it's more expensive. You, especially spring break. Like, it's it's expensive. <laughs> but he, clearly he's rich. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot. Sorry, I, I'm, thinking like, about, I'm thinking about myself here. You're going to you're you're not far from Virginia, so like, I mean, well, yeah, Virginia and the Carolinas and all of that, they're they're right there. So you could have flew into one of the state. You could have flown into one of the Carolinas. They he did all of that to be with Whitley in Devil's Island, <laughs> and they made it to his parents' condo. Yeah, that's true. Like, and the whole point of going to the condo is so they have their own, like, privacy. <laughs> and Julian said, like, you know, he wants to come see the ocean, and that's why he came. And, you know, Whitley was like, oh, okay. Well, I already had plans to go see an art show, you know, because work comes first, you know. Um, and then she leaves with the girls. Um, I wonder, did she really have plans to go to this art show? <laughs> like, I don't... No. Well, art show on spring break. Well, she did come back with things. You know, you know what I mean? Like, she actually came back with some art. So, so like, it, may, it probably was planned. I don't know. She probably knew about it, but wasn't really planning to go until she said anything. Mm, probably, yeah. Because Willie's really petty that way. Dwayne is trying to figure out a way to get off the island. Um, and so mm -hmm. he decides that they are going to dress like dress up like women. Uh, and... Ron mentions that Dwayne's lipstick clashes with his blouse. I did not notice that. I, did you? I stared every time. And it was not until we were doing this episode. Because I, I know when it's coming up, right? But this go-round, yes, I did notice. It does clash. Okay. It, it's, uh, Dwayne has, like, this really, I call it a harlot red. <laughs> neon pink so like I won't say that it clashes per se I will say that he just needed a different shade mm. Maybe, I, I think he needed a darker shade in order to kind of bring it because you already got loud colors on and on top that of is you true. Have, like you have a pink shirt um Woman got an orange skirt and some yellow heels. Like <laughs> you're bright as hell. That red is is just that red is giving. Stop trying to make fetch happen. And 
<laughs> if y'all got that, got that reference here, you a real one. But yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't the right kind of red. He needed more of a a crimson kind of red. See, he he just had like Woody Woods green, mm -hmm. and he needed more Jessica Rabbit dress red. And it's hilarious the the fact that it was a man, two men, two men, two men, police officer with the accent. I think that was just the icing on the cake. Because he just, oh, is that funny? Your, your lipstick clashes with your black. And I was like, oh man, you had a, you had a wife at home. She has lipstick out the wazoo. So you have studied this woman and what she wears and how she wears it. And you have caught on to it. And now you your knowledge. That was, yeah, that that was good for me. So they're at the police station, but they don't have the bag with money. They have Julian's bag that looks exactly like the bag with money. So, uh, yeah, they have to go back to the house to get the real bag. Um, but they mentioned to the police that, yeah, we found a bag with money and drugs in it. And then they were like, hey, take a seat. Because uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's because they were going to get questioned um, to to get information. I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice how they broke character? What do you mean they broke character? Well, how Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. He's he's he was sitting like a man. <laughs> yeah. So I noticed that. Also, his voice changed. Oh. He was officer. You found this bag, dude. You are dressed like a lady. You were a wig. <laughs> well, no, but they explained why they're dressed like that because there's two guys after them. Yes. <laughs> I'm also still wondering too, where did he get that wig? Where did they get the outfit? So I know maybe the outfit now because we're really too small. We know the earrings and the makeup is like from like him and like Freddie, but we don't know what the outfit is. Yeah, maybe the hair is from Whitley because we because Kim mentions about how she brought her wig. Oh, Whitley. Yeah, Kim mentions because you know when she said, "Oh my," because we didn't talk about it, but like, uh, you know, she was saying, "Oh, my hair is gonna get so humid and all that." And so Kim like started saying like a bunch of things of like what she had brought, and one of the things she brought was a wig. So you're right; mm -hmm. she, they probably got it from Whitley. I guess I could go back to my original statement by saying nobody in that house, no woman in that house, would have been putting together the combinations y'all put together. Um, so yeah, that's just talking it up to being a man. <laughs> Those clothes also do not look like something that they would pack. Not spring break. So the guys are back at the house, but they're still in like their outfits. Uh, well, Rod has the wig off. Um, and, you know, they mentioned that the police are coming soon. Uh, but the, the guys are back. Uh, and uh, so, and because Ron didn't have his wig on, they're like, uh, Dwayne was like, I don't know, I'm not doing it right, but like, so just being so annoying with the voice. And so the guys come in and they meet Diana and Rhonda. Uh, and you know, it took me a second to be like, where did you guys get that name from? But then I realized 
Dwayne, Diana, Dwayne. both D both D names, Rhonda, Ron, both R names. So I was like, okay, I get it. Um mm -hmm. And they are looking for Dwayne and Ron, so they go through the house and, you know, go upstairs and look for him, look for them. And Ron mentions to Dwayne, you're like, you almost blew it. The way you were standing, you don't, you, you were standing like a guy. <laughs> don't know I'm going to stand like this, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If y'all ain't watching, y'all gotta see it, bro. Please. Hilarious. Yeah, and so, so while this, uh, while this is happening, we already mentioned, you know, Mindy comes and Ron's trying to pull her in, kind of, but technically she should be, like, pushed out. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Dwayne is trying to push her out, but, you know, Ron keeps pulling her in. And then mm -hmm. the guys come down and they said they'll be back later. I think they're coming back at 10 p.m. And uh, I can't remember if it was Paul or Eric. They touched Dwayne and Dwayne's like, ew, don't touch me. Like, I was just about to say that. Dude, because I've been disturbed a couple of times. You must be kidding <laughs> Yeah, they mentioned that, yeah. And he was like, not in his lifetime. And so I was like, mm, yikes. Is that shade towards Freddie because of Freddie? Or is that, yeah, that's just a piece of information that I would like to know. Hmm. Um, I did find it slightly weird, but I kind of also saw where he, where he was coming from, too. Like, his mind is on getting the product and the money so that he don't get killed. Um, and so, like, he he doing whatever he feel like it takes. The girls are back and uh, from the art show. And, you know, Willie was like, you know, I'm going to be mad at Julian. And it could be, the you know, the whole week. And uh, and she decided the, the gift that he that she was going to give to Julian, she gives it to Freddie. Uh, because her plan is to spend all her time with Freddie and Kim, you know, because that's that's just because of how he treated her about George or about uh, Pan-African. Is how mm -hmm. is the way now she's gonna treat him, you know, on this trip, mm -hmm. and so you know, uh, all of a sudden, but then all of a sudden she kind of changes her mind and says, you know what? Uh, she tells Kim, you could have the sofa bed, uh, or you could go downstairs and stay on the sofa bed, and I will have my room to myself. And so she goes to the bedroom, and uh, like f it'll be for herself and Julian. So at least, you know, she has a change of heart. And then uh, Ernie is still sick. <laughs> and, you know, Freddie gives him tomato juice, tobacco sauce, and raw eggs in, a, in a <laughs> one drink. And I'm like, why? Why are you trying to make him more sick? Because I'm like, girl, nobody gave you that. <laughs> drinks that would make him burp. What happened to things that were not water? Um. Why would you give him raw anything when he's clearly drunk? Like, what he throws up at the sight, at the in the at the hearing of the word. You've seen him do this. So when they ask what's in it, why you ain't lie? It's like it's like that episode of Living Single when Khadija's sister comes in. She comes into town for a track meet. Gets really really drunk. And then uh, she she's hungover. The next morning, Sinclair makes her a drink that that is similar to what Freddie made. It was like it was like an egg, um, tomato juice, or or tomato one of them. And then um, uh, something else. And so uh, when she said, "What's in it?" 
Sweet potato said apple juice. And she drank it and was like, oh, okay. Ernie ran back in that bathroom the minute she said raw egg. And, I mean, I don't blame her. But like, girl, we were almost home free. He was almost about to be able to experience some part of spring break because at this point, we're down to like, what, Wednesday? Thursday? Well, I, think, so like, I, feel like this, I feel like this whole thing is all ours. It just feels like that, isn't it? Just that That's what it feels like to me, but like, you know, this supposed to be spring break. Have y'all seen the whole break? Yeah. <laughs> There's no time lapse that says one day later, one yeah, hour. Y'all yeah. just leaving me up to my own imagination. I do not like that. Yeah. Dwayne and Ron come and they tell the girls the problem. Uh, they're they're saying that there's a problem, but they laugh at them because you know they still have the earrings and makeup on. Uh, and they tell the truth to Kim and Freddie, and they were like, "Oh my God, they were using us! Like I should have known." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, these guys do not be thinking. <laughs> Yeah, and so Mindy comes also. Uh, it's by the way at this point it's raining, so like the weather was beautiful all day, and then it like started to be like very windy, and now there's like a rainstorm, and uh, you know so Mindy comes and uh, Dwayne mentions that they're gonna leave, they're gonna take a ferry, that everyone's leaving tonight, to take a ferry to go to the mainland, and she was like, no, you you can't go, you know they just uh, shut down the ferry twenty minutes ago, no one can leave the island tonight. And no one could get onto the island island either. So meaning the police cannot come either. So uh, this is a problem. Like they're like, ooh, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> and so then we cut forward to upstairs with Whitley reading a book that says more joy of sex. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> you know, I'm going to start paying attention because I've seen little stuff like that too. Why am I dropping this random stuff up here? I'm going yeah, and uh, also, so Julian comes in and Whitley just like kisses him, but like you can tell, like he's like, "Okay, I just want to talk to you. I don't want to do anything." Like, but she's just like taking control, and then and then he he basically like had to like throw pin her down and be like, "Calm down." Like you know, first of all, we're in a house full of people. We find out this is the first time Whitley is gonna have sex, and that's why this she's being all like this with the perfume and like her hair and she looks and stuff and he's like no this is the we're in a house full of people this is not the right time and right place to do it and he mentions how that you know he wants to take a long walk on beach champagne slow dance in front of the fireplace he, he wants to do the most romantic stuff instead of worrying as he should uh, dealing with yeah uh and obviously she keeps wanting to try but he's like no this is we're not we're not doing anything tonight so we're, we're, we go downstairs, and Dwayne uh, tells the others about uh, what is going on with this money and drugs. And uh -huh. uh, they're like, oh, maybe we should tell Whitley. And they're like, no, 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 don't tell her. She's going to go crazy. And we say it later. Yeah, she, she's going to go crazy later on when, we, when she finds out, uh, which was smart on them to not tell her in the moment. Um, and then they were starting to talk about the van keys. They were talking about the van keys, and they realized Paul took the van keys because he was standing right there. 
again, like like all of this just goes with the trope of having strangers in your house. Like that's another reason why you don't have strangers in your house. Like people steal. Like what is wrong with y'all? Maybe because the girls weren't involved with the bag. I guess I could possibly say that um, Dwayne and Ron should have kept a better eye on the bag. Well, obviously because they went up to the police station with Julian's bag. Yeah. Um, and then it had me thinking too, like, damn, it's like, did y'all not have any other form of luggage? Like, why? Why do we have this big thing with this mixture of the bag? Um, but additionally, uh, you are on an island um, where you don't know anybody. And it's not like you were staying at a hotel w where everybody is spending spring break in the same place. Um, that place for a lot of HBCUs is Panama City Beach in Florida. You can you can catch a lot of spring breakers out there. Um, and I feel like it would have been only slightly different because again, it'll like it'll be a big area of people who know and do not know each other. But you are in this secluded area in the house that one is not yours. So essentially you're in the Airbnb. And then you randomly meet these people on the beach and you bring them back to your I, No, I, I don't I don't like it. This does not make sense at all out of Blaine Whitney, Kim, Freddie, Ron. Out of five and a half, no, six and a half <laughs> college students, because Ernest is <laughs> clinging to the commode. Out of everybody, nobody had the thought of stranger danger. Like, we learned this as children. Make this make sense. Anyway, um, so I, I do feel as though uh, Ron and Dwayne should have been more, uh, more attentive to the bag um, as far as knowing where it was or putting it somewhere where it couldn't be found or where it would have been hard to find, especially... When it came to Paul and Eric, I mean, yeah, they were already rifling through the closets and through pe through people's rooms and stuff like that. Um, but the fact that they didn't even try really irks me because you can't be upset at at Freddie for uh, indirectly or absentmindedly, rather absentmindedly um, allowing for the keys to get stolen when. Y'all are, you are the literal key to all of this. Y'all are the reason, y'all have this bag. And no, you didn't try to. It was, it was on them for leaving it in, in the van. And, you know, y'all are really bad drug dealers. So, like, you know, just don't pick up another day job because this clearly is not it. But, um, yeah, it just, it was too much carelessness for me. And I, it took me a minute to like forgive them for that. You know, part of me wants to really reprimand them. Y'all like, y'all better not do this no more. And if y'all do, go get my belt. But yeah, it, it was too many adults uh, for the amount of carelessness that took place for me. And they learned their lesson, if you ask me. <laughs> or did I? And so Mindy said that she's going to go get her parents' car because that's the only way they can get off this island. 
um, which is a 20-minute walk. And uh, the girls were like, you can't go by yourself. You gotta, uh, we'll come with you. And then Ron was like, I also have to come with you, which means that leaves Dwayne by himself. And, uh, you know, he freaks out and was like, Ugh, I, why are you leaving me? And he, he's like, I gotta go with the ladies. They can't be walking by themselves. And then Mindy's like, what about Diana and Rhonda? And then we, like, flash over to seeing Dwayne back into <laughs> his, woman, uh, his costume. Um, and uh, is by himself, talking to himself, and, like, pretending, like, what, as if, like, if Paul and Eric were there, like, how he talked to them. And then he gets freaked out, and then he goes upstairs uh, to bother Whitley and uh, Julian when they're having a moment, uh, because he's freaked out. <laughs> and then also starts telling them what is going on, finally, uh, about the bag and... Julius in the bag is like, this is my bag. And so he's like, I gotta go to my room to get... He has a knife in his bag. <laughs> like, why? You know, so... Because <laughs> I was talking about that, too. Like, so you just, you know, traveling with knives and whatnot? You okay? But then, it kind of got me thinking, like, oh, I like that. Be strong. Hey, babe. Be ready to go to war for me. It all costs. Also, I love the relationship that he has with them, even though, of course, we know the, the tension between he and Dwayne. Um, but uh, I love that he's, you know, quote unquote, part of the friend group. And how, yes, he, his, his initial reason for the way that he's reacting is because of Whitley. But like he actually shows that he cares about everybody else, too. It's one of my favorite things. So I, I I love when when uh, relationships kind of integrate with friendships like that. That that just shows how real you are as a person. Even if y'all don't last, I know what your mind is. I I know how how you were brought up in some aspect. Like I I know that you have certain um I can't think of the word. Quip is not a good word to use, but for lack of a better term, uh. I, I know what the certain quips that you have and, and I know what, what's innate in you. So, so I know that like you are a protector. I know that you are uh, someone who, who has a big heart, who actually cares. You, you know how to defend yourself and you, you know how to keep a clear head because that's another thing that we saw um, in, in all of this taking place. Like Julian wasn't somebody who, was running from it. He wasn't like, oh, even if, if he was, you know, scared out of his skin, he didn't show it. And, you know, he, he was tunnel vision, kept his focus, and I, I commend him 1 million percent. So while he goes to get the knife, uh, you know, Whitley and Dwayne is trying to find hiding spots and we're freaking out and Dwayne decides to hide under the covers that's like the worst hiding spot. I don't understand. Not even under the bed. Not even under the damn bed. He can go under the cover. He got on my nerves so bad. I'm supposed to not see a human print under the cover. Yeah. And then you got on heels and a weed. Yeah, so time has passed. No thieves. No Paul or Eric. They're still waiting. Whitley is mad waiting for ruining her moment. Uh, no, it's not her getting engaged. That's not what it is. But it's the fact that it was a big night for her and he ruined it and he found out that she's a virgin and um, 
yeah, and he was he's just awked. And he's it's in a way it felt like he was shaming her, but she's like, it's not a sin, like <laughs> just It's not but see it was the assumptions. See, see, there's a saying that says when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. And but but the the assumption that he made is like it comes with the territory of being popular. Like everybody wants to date you and and because you're so attractive, it's assumed that you have assumed the position because that's probably turn. I probably should have but like, you know, they, they assume that because you look good that, you know, it's already happened for you because it's not like you would have a problem with with convincing anyone to do it or you wouldn't even have to do any convincing. Um, but that's also uh in in the same breath, that's also where you're supposed to just mind your business. Like, okay, so she's never had sex, so what? Like, like, what, what is that supposed to do? Like, she's twenty one. Like, unless you just thirsty, like, what, what purpose is sex supposed to serve a twenty one year old in college? Like, that's a whole. That could be a whole another episode in itself. But like, don't make it weird. Like, why, Dwayne? We at that point, I was. Surprised that he was not when he was all like, "What, Miss Perfect? You are just like who slept with you? Because <laughs> you're not somebody who I would pick out in the lineup and be like, "Yeah, you come in." What? But mm, that again, that I think that could be an episode on itself, or at least like a longer segment, and we're not going to, but. Yeah, Dwayne was doing a lot. <laughs> he was he was doing a lot. Do you think perhaps he, he was possibly like scheming or like trying to make his move? Not make his move, but like you know how how you you see something or you hear something and then you just keep it in your memory bank for just in case. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets mad and decides to like basically hit a candlestick and then she opens the door and back by accidentally hits uh Eric, I think. Uh and uh he falls to the ground and all of a sudden No, it was Julian that she hit. No, she No, hit she Julian hit Julian in the back. Yeah, it was after oh before that was while yes. there was I'm talking about right when they were coming in. Yeah, Eric falls to the ground and then Paul comes with a gun. Dummy, he's standing by the damn door. Stupid. You're gonna be right <laughs> then, there by the door. And Paul comes with the the gun, um, and uh, and that's when Willie's like, he got a gun, he got a gun, and then the, they start fighting, and then he and then she hits Julian in the back, and I was like, I'm surprised he's not paralyzed Girl. or like the way that she is just like trying to act like she's got control of the situation when you are literally losing it. Girl, sit down, be quiet, cause like. <laughs> She's, he's got a gun. Everybody, be calm. Be calm. Willie, <laughs> this is the first time that you've stood face to face with a gun in a room. And you're making it very clear. 
And then you telling everybody be calm. The people who you telling to be calm are being hemmed up. How can be calm right now? Dwayne is trying to defend your honor. Julian, I mean, he's trying to do the same thing, but look, he's in a, in a half Nelson, at least. Like, who are you talking to here? Like, are, are you talking to yourself out loud? Because you you the one that need to calm down. Yeah. But also, when she was, that's what she even again. I'm girl, you're hilarious. Because that probably would have been me. Not, I, I don't think I would have verbally said, actually, you know what? No, I think I might be lying. If I was in the situation and my man is fighting a man over me, yeah, I think I would be cheerleading too. I said, that's right. Get him. And when, and when you're done, the police going to be pulling up. I bet you won't try it. I can see it happening. Good job, Whitley. Stand, stand with your man. Here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. And but the thing is, I'm surprised Julian was not paralyzed because I'm just thinking about a spinal cord injury right there. Oh, <laughs> he he got up and right. ran. Yeah, because then he do like a, a number where like he <laughs> almost went backwards. Like, yeah, he, he felt like as if he got like hit, but he got up. He got up so quickly and ran. And she, she was just, realize. she just swinging it all all over everywhere, <laughs> like a stupid person. And then so they they move all this whole situation to the main floor. And uh, Ron is back and is playing hot potato with his egg, like going back and forth with Dwayne. And the and all of a sudden at that point, uh, Paul grabs Whitley and like is kind of poking her in the neck. Um, and finally, that's when Dwayne is like, "Hey, I don't care about this bag. I just want to make sure Whitley's okay." And in the last, basically in the last second, the police and Walter arrive, and Walter does this kind of pinch thing on them and they fall. And he said he learned that uh-huh. from Star Trek. Yeah, and when I was like, "How?" But then I realized that he did the hand signal. Yeah, that's of uh, Doctor Spock, and I was like, "Okay, what exactly? What are you touching when you do that?" Well, like, uh, it's it's he's hitting a nerve that's making you fall. I don't know which which nerve it is, but yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm gonna look that one up. Need to add that to Why, my are you, gonna, are you gonna try that on people? If I need to, you know. Okay. Not just gonna go around and do it, you know, but that that needs to be one of my, my forms of defense. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Because he, he he got them both down at the same time doing it. And these are some big dudes. And like, yes, Walter is a big dude, but these are some big dudes. Like they're tall. And especially um, Eric, he's much more stockier than him. Like, yeah, I can take you down with your neck. Huh. I had to see what I could do with my feet. The sergeant ended up calling Walter, and that's why he ended up being there. Um, he came to save their butts, uh, like like he always does. And uh, Whitley mentions that his whole entire vacation was a nightmare. Um, and and Ron was like, yeah. It, it was. My buns are killing me. <laughs> I'm never wearing heels again. Like, I was like, that's not what you meant by I that. I would hope so. <laughs> I would oh, hope yes. that you're not. You no damn heels no more. Are you crazy? And Julian mentions that uh, it's not a 
Daya Man gets to save the woman that he loves, and Dwayne agrees, uh, which is kind of weird. Cheesy. Like, get over it. She's not your girl right now. Yeah, but well, it was like, you know good and well that I you didn't save me, I saved you guys. And everyone just laughs because, you know, he, he's like, Julie's like, yeah, that's true. You knocked me out, too. You know, <laughs> you didn't, well, like, she didn't save no one. She made things worse. You literally made things worse. You did not help anybody at all whatsoever. You clearly didn't know what you were doing. And that it's okay for you to recognize that. If it were me, just because I know me, I probably would have taken some credit. But but that's because I always have to sometimes make myself look like I'm on top. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's how I establish control sometimes. Does it work out all the time? Of course not. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to make myself look like, like I did the heroic act at the end of the day. So I was with Whitley when she did it. But because we saw what she did, it was just like, mm, you're capping. <laughs> and I and I can't allow for this cat to continue. I'm sorry. So Ernest comes and joins them and says, "I am 100 percent better." Uh, so what did I miss? And everyone just throws pills at him. Like, you missed the. I whole was like, "Boy, if y'all get out of my face!" Like I, I think if I was there, I probably would have went upside his head because stop playing with me. We we just endured the most hell that anybody can endure on a trip, and you talk about some. Oh, I'm all bad. Bye. You ain't going nowhere else with me. Next year, don't even talk about no spring break plans. You have no spring break plans. Whitley, Whitley tries to explain to Ernest what happened. Obviously, Walter pinches her and she falls to the ground. And that's how we end. A great big doll. Spring break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is uh, the spring break ex- episode of A Different World. I don't think I don't think we get another spring break episode after this. I don't think so. So we had quite a lot of guest stars for this episode. So we had Dominic Hoffman as Julian Day. We had Susan Fallis as Mindy, who is like the writer and uh, you know been producing a different world. Yeah, they just a- added her for this episode, and I didn't re- I didn't recognize her until I was looking up the names, and I was like, oh my god, that's Susan. Oh, I said they they should have brought her back. She did a very good job. Yeah. Well, um, I never see that. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, obviously she has gone on to do so many other projects. Currently, I think the, the yeah. latest thing she's done is something, uh, was it 20s that she did with Lena? Um, who's the showrunner for that? Oh, she's on 20s? Uh, as a showrunner. Like, oh. not not like in the crew. Not, not as an actor. <laughs> but... Oh, as like you know, okay, the, but like, was good. that was a good show. Like it's yeah, so she's yeah, so she's, but she is one of like the main producers for um a different world. So it was cool to see her like like acting because obviously that's not what she does. Uh, and she did a great job. And then we have Ruben Ernest Rickster as Eric, um, who I have no information about him. Um, so I don't know what happens to this dude. Um, and then Paul was played by... Black man that they found. <laughs> yeah. Paul was played by Stephen Daniel Sla. I don't know if I'm saying... I'm probably saying... I'll say wrong. 
Um, but he has 14 credits his name. Uh, then also we had Allison Taylor as the girl that we saw in the first part of the episode. Um, who was the one that was carrying the mattress. And then uh, Cliff okay. Imichin. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at names. Uh, this is not good because I know my name is hard to say. So I apologize. Um, he was a desk sergeant. Uh, he passed away uh, in November 2022 uh, at the age of 85. Oh. Uh, but he's guest starred in 227, Halloween. And he had 99 credits to his name. So, yeah. Oh, okay. He was busy. Yeah, so those are all the stars. Uh, Sorry, is there anything you want to plug? Sure, you can always follow me on the socials. TikTok, you can follow me at tinybigs, tiny.bigs. And they, I think you'll see shiny showbiz as my display name. But I do plan to kind of just have not full out discussions about TV shows, but um, I've been plugging on there that Black TV Shows podcast exists. Um, and so we started out, it started off because I did a TikTok saying, I act like everything is okay, but deep down I miss Greenleaf. And I, I swear, I miss that show. Like that, that was some good drama, okay? If y'all have not watched Greenleaf, get on Netflix. And it could be on Hulu, but I prefer Netflix because no commercials. Um, get on there and get hooked. Um, unfortunately, the show did end. So, you know, we're never going to get that back. But my, it, it was really, really good. Um, so from there, um, I was able to do like video responses um, to some comments that were made about like some of the characters on there that stressed me out. Um, because especially uh there's a character on there, Carissa. <laughs> Carissa put me through a whirlwind of emotions. I wanted to like literally fight her on the first episode. Um, there's a character on there named Charity who got on my nerves and then stressed me out and then got back on my nerves. But I understand why she did that to me. Um yeah. Great storyline all around, I promise. Um so I, I will be doing like small TV show discussions. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm going to go as far as going live and talking about them because no, I'm not about to be reading comments and just talking to y'all all day about TV shows, especially when y'all say the same thing over and over again. But um, if you suggest TV shows for me to discuss on the TikTok, then I am more than willing to do that because I'm still going to come back here and talk in depth about the greatest black TV shows ever to be known to man. Um, so yeah, you can follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram at damn girl. You know, everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at I love them 90. To follow the podcasts, uh, follow at black TV pod, um, on Instagram. Uh, if you have any feedback, you could uh, email black TV shows pod at gmail.com. Uh, even, I'm the uh, Instagram account. Uh, if you're listening on an Apple podcast, make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. Um, I think that's about it. And uh, I have an Etsy shop, so make sure to check that out at Black Girl XLs on, or it will be in the show notes, so just click on the link. It will take you straight onto the Etsy shop uh, and start tracking your finance, basically. 
as I am also working on a website where I can have an option for booking and, you know, actually have something that establishes me as an entertainer. So stay tuned with that as well. Until next time, we'll talk to you all another day. (laughs) Bye.